What's going on, guys? This is Rob Doster here. I want to let you know about our sponsors, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about them yet, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. I know because all of our 28 podcasts on the field of 68 and the field of 12 use Anchor by Spotify. It has the tools that will allow you to record and edit your pods right from your phone or your computer. You can distribute anywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all those places that allow you to listen to podcasts for absolutely free. Anchor sends those pods directly to the feeds. And here's the best part about it. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm if you want to get started on your own podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Doster and Deshaun podcast. It is currently 12 11 in the a.m. on Sunday morning, technically, Deshaun, in East Coast, the only legitimate time zone. Uh, we just finished watching um, a pretty, pretty, pretty good day of Sweet 16 basketball. Not great, not the worst, not the best I've ever seen. Uh, Deshaun, how you doing, man? How's life? I'm good, man. Just uh, like I said, just watching some some solid basketball today. I was I was happy for the most part for what I saw today. It was a, a lot of good games. A lot of people stepped up, and and obviously, I mean, this is it's March, man. What do you what can you say about it? Like it's it's been great so far. Yeah, I feel like so. Let's start with this first and foremost. Do you have your beer with you? Yeah, I was gonna go with a little good mess style today, and I also got my uh my fat. Oh, you're trying to you're two. I mean, double fisted. Look at you. One, one doesn't really just get Watch things out. done. Um, so I got so what I got is it's the uh it's the Stone Enjoy by IPA, right? I think I've told you about this before. The Stone Brewery, what they do is they make these uh these really, really hoppy IPAs that you gotta drink. Uh, yeah. the whole point is to get you to drink them quick so you don't store them. So they say enjoy by in the day that you should drink them by. And this one, I don't I don't know if I get this joke or I get this re- reference. You might need to help me out with this day. It's Maybe. uh you're supposed to drink it by 420, right? Okay. And they call it a blazy IPA, and they say that it is blazingly fresh. Do you understand what that means? Do you get, no that, joke? Do you get that reference? Doesn't, no idea? doesn't resonate. Doesn't resonate it at all. Doesn't resonate at all. All right, over the so, hood there. So maybe we can. One of our our, our listeners can help us out. With that. Yeah, maybe maybe sure. someone could uh, could inform us what's going on with that. Uh, because, I'm a little uh, behind times. I'm older, so yeah. It seems it seems like a joke that's kind of going over my head a little bit. Um, yeah. it, the big story today probably just. Defense, right. If every single game was kind of decided by that end of the floor, whether it was um, Oregon State being able to completely take away anything that we all wanted to do, whether it was the way that Baylor shut down uh, Villanova for like the last 13 minutes of that game, whether it was Arkansas um, finding a way to take away Max Asmus for the last uh, last 18 minutes of that game whether it was what we just watched Houston do to Syracuse on the defensive end of the floor. It felt like the story of this game was was very much teams figuring out what they had to do on the defensive end of the floor to be able to win. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, to those points, all of the points you made were uh, very much true. I mean, Oregon State just found a way to uh, to just – I don't know if Oregon State found a way more or less. I think Loyola just shot it absolutely terrible. <laughs> they just didn't have a good shooting night. But it's still Oregon State still had to, you know, get the official stop and rebound. And they did a they did a good job of switching defenses and and keeping Loyola in their toes. Um, Villanova was awesome uh first half as far as like watching the game. Maybe not um the stats in the game, but 
as far as just like watching the game, looking at the eye test of the game, I was excited watching it. And I was wondering when I knew Baylor would, you know, get to the next gear. I was wondering if Villanova would be able to keep up with that next gear. And I mean, they didn't, but uh, <laughs> it just no, they proves didn't. how it just proves how good, you know, even on a bad shooting night that, you know, how good Baylor is, you know, when, when freaking Jared Butler and those guys aren't really putting out numbers and Davion is doing his thing and no one else is putting up numbers. Adam can come off the bench and just like Adam Flagg can come off the bench and just get you buckets and, and Mary and those guys can come in and step in and help. A ton, well, let's, so. let's, let's start with that game first and foremost, before we go into mm-hmm. anything else. Cause I think that that was, uh, there's, uh, there's plenty I want to talk about with Arkansas. We obviously have to get to loyal and, and Houston, yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I thought that that game was the most interesting because yeah, I was, was my really favorite game impressed. today. Yeah, I was really impressed with what um, with what Jay Wright's game plan was from the jump. Uh, what he wanted to do was get uh, get get JRE kind of isolated, seventeen feet away from the basket against one of Baylor's bigs, yeah. and he wanted to find a way to get Justin Moore to be able to to dribble into post ups yeah. against Jared Butler and against Macy Oteague and against Adam Flagler. Yeah, that was that was his game plan. Um, and defensively, like, look what they were doing with their, their one through five switching. When they yeah. played the, the lineup and the two three zone, I thought was really, really, really smart. Yeah, I love what Slater did today, man. Yeah, <laughs> he was helpful. Well, give me, give, give me your take on um, Villanova's first half, their performance, Jay Wright's game plan, because I thought it was really, really savvy what he wanted to do. I mean, honestly, uh, what JRE started to do was pretty decent, but I mean, obviously, it didn't finish off as well. But uh, I liked um, more or less what you just talked about with like uh, Justin Moore was doing more uh, with the guards that were guarding him. Like they, they kept JRE 15 feet out for a good bit to space the floor a little bit, and then just let the let Justin just go and post and where he uh, literally I, I watched a possession where he dribbled the ball from the left block to the middle of the block to the middle of the paint and then to the other side of the to the other block and then find a way mm-hmm. to get a bucket. So like they were the the purpose of it was to you know punish uh, Baylor's guards in the uh, in the interior and. He did just that, man. I was I was very I was very happy about how the game was going. I just wanted to see if Villanova without Colin Gillespie could take that next step. And it looked like they were getting there, but when good teams like when good teams are pushed and they push back, can you withstand the run? And I mean, Villanova just didn't have enough. <laughs> it just it was very simple. It, Baylor is just an overwhelming team. Obviously, they're going to give you what they're going to give you defensively. There's no quit on that end. But just being able to to put that kind of pressure on you, even when they're not shooting their best from the perimeter, they can still find a way to get a bucket. Their guards can find ways to get buckets and and put pressure on the other. I mean, on the guards and the defensive line. It was it was it was telling the, diff- yeah. the difference in teams. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, their their defensive pressure, man, was was just. Crazy, crazy. Like there, there. It feels like Baylor always has these stretches, right? And um, and and I wrote about this tonight. And something's going to be coming out in a little bit, but um, they go through these stretches where they just kind of say, you know what, fuck you, I'm done playing. Like I'm, I'm taking this game over. And it feels like, for the most part, Davion Mitchell is the guy that's kind of the instigator and in all that. And the the moment for me, the moment that changed this game was when Brandon Slater had that dunk, right? 
Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like left so, hand down the middle, uh, and it's yeah. down the left side, left side of it. Basically. Yeah. So JRE gets an offensive rebound. The ball gets hit that would get swung around to Brandon Slater. And like the whole point of the Baylor defense is you're not going to be able to get straight line drives all the way to the rim because A, our perimeter defenders are too good to let you do that. And B, we're sent, we know where you want to go and we're yeah. going to send help there early. Well, Brandon Slater squared to do up, ripped through it on him. Uh, took two dribbles to his rejected left. Rejected the screen. Up. Rejected that screen. Hammered that yeah. shit. Yeah. And he elevated over over the help side and dunked it on two dudes. Yeah. And that moment right there made it 39-33 or 13 minutes and 30 seconds left. And that was when I was like, well, shit, okay, this might be the end of Baylor. Because if they're giving up that, then there's no way that they're going to be able to win this game. Because like that's what they do. Their, their entire offense is, or defense is designed to take that away. Yeah. And what happened was afterwards – Villanova didn't score for another two minutes. Yeah. Right. Then they got that bucket. I think it was, um, it might have been Justin Moore got a post up and scored. And then after that, they didn't score again for another five minutes and 15 seconds. So they had, after that dunk, they had two points in the next seven minutes of game time. And that is when Davion Mitchell went like super scion and completely took away whoever had the, 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 whoever was handling the ball. He had a couple where he literally just ripped the ball out of dude's hands. Um, there was the one play, the one that really stood out to me was, there was the loose ball, right? Yeah. And uh, like you saw Davion catch one in the face, and you could see him grab his oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then the loose ball came up, and some I think it was was it Mark Vital that dove on the floor, knocked it loose, it ended up in Jared Butler's hands. He throws it up the floor to Davion, yeah. and he goes and he finishes lefty yeah. with over and through Jeremy, um, Jermaine Samuels. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Just yeah, that yeah. lefty one. And that was the one where I was like, okay, like this is Baylor woke up. Yeah. That's when I was uh, like, Baylor woke up. Honestly, was worried about Villanova early because when I saw uh, Chris Archie uh, bring the ball up and I saw Dion on the, <laughs> and he and they ended up getting the turnover really quickly, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a long night for Villanova." But obviously, that first half they they came and competed. But then what I thought the first half was gonna be, the second half turned out being that like they turned it, they turned the uh, they turned it up and they finished strong. Man, it was it was a great game to watch. But I, I enjoyed the fact that I picked. Obviously, I wanted. I, w- I would love to see Baylor and Gonzaga. And watching the second half of that game kind of reassured me that even when Baylor's playing bad, there's they got enough dogs on the floor that they can figure they can figure something out and still possibly like win a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was uh, it, it was really impressive. And for me, like I I, I don't I don't really need to make this be like the the Davion Mitchell stream or the Davion Mitchell podcast, but like. He's so good. I, no, he's tough. Yeah, he's, he's tough. so good. And it's not just like – so the defense is elite, right? We all know that. He shoots 46% from three, which is about as good as you can get. Um, I don't think he's really shown off his full range of passing this season. I think that will happen next year when he gets to the NBA and there's more space, he gets put in more ball screens, all that. Um, to me, like his ability to go from a standstill to top speed, is it's, it's not human. Like his yeah, he's bird, his, his burst is so far beyond elite that, like, I don't even know if there's a word for it, man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, this guy, uh, someone said, does Doster actually know anything or does he just wear fitted hats that look good? First and foremost, like, this fitted hat is kind of old, man. It's just like a, it's like a lucky one. Um, no, but the answer is no. I, 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 I don't know a fucking thing. Um, He's just, yeah, just talking. I'm just talking. But, like, yeah, <laughs> like, Davion Mitchell's ability to, uh, um, 
to to blow by people is just it's ridiculous how he can get to the rim. And I think that to me, like he's the best player on this this Baylor roster. And I feel like he might be the most underrated player um in in not maybe in the the tournament, maybe in the Big Twelve, maybe in the country, maybe in the NBA draft rankings, whatever. Like I, I just don't understand if if he falls outside the top twenty day, then all of those general managers that did not pick him in the top twenty need like they need to fire their scouting departments. Like he's He's definitely slept on in the country. I don't think anybody slipping uh, is slipping on him in a Big Twelve. They saw him up close in person. Very <laughs> talented, very talented individual. Uh, I have a question though. Do you think <laughs> it's probably a really dumb question? But like most of your I, questions, are so most most of them tend to be <laughs> from time to time. But I have some decent ones. But I'm just curious, like what you thought of daniels's performance tonight obviously it wasn't great and it wasn't his greatest performance we know that but do you even think like if he were to even chip in eight points like he i felt i felt bad because like he just did not do anything <laughs> today and in uh, all games you know where villanova need needed another score or someone else to like you know hold the team up a little bit and you kind of they, they depend on him. They didn't really depend on Archie, obviously. That's not the big like and obviously JRE could have done extreme, like, you know, could have done better. But yep. like, what do you think? Do you think it would have made a difference at all? Cause that nagged me the second half. It nagged me the second half thinking about what JRE and Daniels didn't do. Yeah, like it was the JRE thing I kind of expected. Cause as soon as as soon as they put Vital on him, I knew that that, that was going to shut that faucet off. Like, he wasn't going to be able to do anything against Mark Vital. Um, the Caleb Daniels one, like, I just don't think this was the game for him, man. Like, the big thing for him is I feel like he needs stuff created for him. Um, I don't think that he's – as I thought he was going to be better uh, kind of in isolation based off of what I heard from him and what I saw from him at Tulane than he was this season. Mm-hmm. And I think not having someone that can make life easier for him so he could be more of a finisher as opposed to just like, uh, or just a finisher as opposed to a guy that actually creates stuff. I think it's something that hurt him a little bit this year, especially with Gillespie being out. So, mm-hmm. um, and and like, look, there's there's lots of people that have had bad games against Baylor. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. No, so like, it's not a big deal. I mean, I didn't, it is think, a big Jer- deal, I didn't know Jermaine was gonna. I didn't know Jermaine Samuel was gonna play as well as he played today. I well, thought it was gonna be tough for him. Yeah, granted, he's a senior though, but I thought it was gonna be tougher for him. Because of it's no like it's no slight or anything like that. It's just he he does a little bit of everything and he doesn't do everything great. Like he does a little bit of everything really well. So I just then I thought that the versatility would be a kind of a problem for him. Granted, he's he's a tweener, but I thought that versatility with the guards being able to guard those 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 positions would be an issue for him. And then finding a way to score would be an issue for him with Mark Vital and those guys being around him. Now nah, that he he did pretty well, so like I was just more or less, I thought Caleb and and Jerry could have done some more. They probably would have swayed the game a little bit. Yeah, I mean we should honestly we should have seen Jermaine Samuels having a big game coming just because like he's so big and so strong that yeah. when Baylor goes with those four guard lineups, like he's the guy that creates. He should be able to take advantage, yeah. And he right. did. Like he, he played. I don't know if you could ask for much more out of Jermaine Samuels than what he did. Um, yeah. And then look, sure. like. I, I, Villanova struggled like they were they were very bad in the second half but I think that that's the kind of thing that should have been expected based off of what this matchup was how good Baylor is and who Villanova's missing so like the, I don't I don't think that Villanova should be 
upset or or whatever like that. No, man. Hey, they've done great. Won, yeah, when you win two national titles, you don't get like you don't want those moral victories. But like, what more? What more do you want? Like, what more? What more are you asking for? Yeah, you missing one of leading scorers. You guys went out there. They played. They played the ass off. They played hard. Granted, they beat two teams they were supposed to beat. I kind of still think, but they. I kind of feel like the way they played the first half. Obviously, they had their shooting issues in the second half. I kind of was happy with the way Villanova, way Villanova played tonight. Today, yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. So, uh, where do you, where do you want to go next? Um, let's, you know what? Let's go to Arkansas. Oral Roberts, just because it's the same. Thing. I was uh, <laughs> okay. Oral Roberts. Let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Did you think that the shot was going in? I thought it was a good look. I thought I didn't know if it was going in or not. I can't lie to you and say yeah, I thought it was. I mean, he shot the ball some somewhat decent for the most part, but I it was a good look for a last shot. I don't, and if he if he made it, I wouldn't have been shot. Little length? You can't get hey, better than that. You can't you get, get a better shot than that. It was it was a good shot. I thought he had a good chance of making it. It didn't it didn't fall that way. It is what it is. Like he played a great game. I was more disappointed with like, all right, so we talked about, like, the, the adjustments Arkansas made, which I thought they did a great job because this is more or less like uh, we got we have a scheme. We have a scouting report we're going to, you know, focus on. And we're going to try to get the ball out of his hands and make everybody else beat us, which is cool. Like, it's a smart thing with basically the leading scorer in college basketball. I wonder why Oral Roberts didn't make certain adjustments. All right, so they're doubling him in the backcourt. Early. Yeah. So the first couple times they're leaking the ball up and they take the first shot, which is understandable. You're going to get that shot. You get a wide open three. And these guys are some somewhat decent shooters. So you got to shoot the shot. You shoot your shots. They miss those shots. After a while, they started. Maybe they they started doubling later, like later in the backcourt. So closer to half court. How come the coach doesn't have them? The guys that are being guarded raise up high. So now he doesn't have to settle for jump shots and you can possibly get layups. Like they were making this such a long pass because they were waiting. They were waiting there for the pass to come. He's playing two on one in the backcourt dribbling. So then you have these passes, not that like they're getting there and now they have to settle for jump shots because now we can't attack or they not even have to settle. They just didn't attack and take advantage of the, the, they didn't take advantage of the opportunity where you have somebody running at you late to go. Like they just settle for jump shots. Then it got to a point where Aismith didn't even trust to get them the ball anymore. He tried to dribble through double teams. And it just – I kind of felt like they didn't get – I didn't think the double team was that a, that much of a creative thing to stop them, to stop Or Roberts. I thought that the coach would have made a, made an adjustment throughout the game at, cer- at a certain point in time. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen Must do this before, right? Like when – when they were playing Auburn, I, I remember specifically when they were playing Auburn, when when Auburn had Sharif Cooper, it was like his third game back. Mm-hmm. Auburn was up by 19 in the second half, and Musk went to that defense where he just – they double-teamed Sharif as soon as he got to half court. They ran two guys at him, they made him pass, and they dared somebody else to beat him, and Auburn couldn't do it. I was honestly surprised it took Musk to, to that long to make the adjustments that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we saw, like down the stretch, I mean – Arkansas basically let the other dudes shoot wide open. Look, if y'all are going to make it, man, you're going to make it and we're going to lose, but they didn't make them like that. That's, that's, those are the guys that you want. Like 
Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner are both awesome and are probably going to be making a lot of money playing basketball. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely, somewhere, definitely. Somewhere on this planet, if not in the NBA at some point. Um, they finished fourth in the Summit League. So when you have two dudes that are that good and you finish fourth in your conference, like that probably tells you something about what what's on the rest of that roster. And daring those other guys to beat you was the way that you always had to do it. Now, um, part of the reason why they got down, well, it was twofold. One, I, I didn't understand why he didn't go at Max Asmus every single possession. For the last 15 minutes, literally all they did was get a switch to force, force Max Asmus to guard Jalen Tate or Moses yeah. Moody or somebody else that he could back down, have yeah. that dude dribble into a post-up, and then go score. That's literally what it was. It was that and let Justin Smith get offensive rebound. That is everything that Arkansas did, and it worked. Yeah. I don't understand why it took him that long to be able to make that change, and I don't understand why it took him so long to just double Max Asmus and get the ball out of his hands. And I, I think that's why it was as – he he got there. Musk got there. And Musk, like, to his credit, Musk is actually – I don't really I don't know what his perception is nationally day and, and maybe you do, but like he's a very, very good in-game coach when it comes to yeah, figuring yeah, out ways to be able to do what he needs to do to win a basketball game. He's oh, very for sure. Good. For sure. Like I, I definitely don't doubt his coach. I mean, it took him a while, like you said, to get to it, but once he got to it, and I kind of feel like he had a counter if it didn't work, and he never needed one because they just had they struggled with it immediately once he got to it. The other issue I had was with Obana. And like what the plan is with the banner in general, like now, once again, the first two games, he shot the ball very well from three and that helps open up the rest of his game. But at, to a certain point, it's like, all right, we know you're going to pick and pop. So yeah. they, like, it was not one time in the game where the coach or, 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 or a banner or a banner, excuse me, in general, just actually came and hit someone on the screen. To create the dis like the, the mismatch of a disadvantage, even just to hold the big for a second so that he could get his shot. It was literally just a slip fest the entire time. And they didn't even get a screen. So it's just no one's touching you. There's no screen. So you don't have to even stunt anything. They just stayed in front. And it was just like you you waste they wasted opportunities offensively that that obviously the, that slip helped them out early in the tournament against certain teams that weren't prepared for that. But this team plays small. Uh, yeah, Arkansas I mean, we, we said that we so said that like, coming in. Like the thing about Arkansas was that Justin Smith was going to be the equalizer there. Yeah. Like when you go small, you're not going to be able to do the same things that you were able to do. Exactly. Um, and it, it didn't really like, oh, like yeah, Obama well, like didn't do any of the things they needed to do to actually attempt to win. He shot the ball really well, and I felt like the players went out there and did the best they could as players. And I just feel like sometimes, like I feel like college basketball is one of the big issues I kind of have watching some of the games. Some people just fall in love with uh, just running sets completely. Even when they have like when they have really good players, they fall in love with running sets. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to just like, all right, we got what we want here. We have Asmus, the leading scorer, and we have uh, who? Uh, what is it? Uh, J- Justin Smith. They switch. All right, cool. Maybe we don't want to have Asmus go against Justin Smith. Granted, he's the leading scorer in college, but definitely want O'Banner and freaking uh whoever <laughs> like you want O'Banner and Tate like like Tate on O'Banner's back and granted they were doubling from Tom Tom and, and so on and so forth when it came to him but still you want to go to mismatches sometimes and then make them play out of rotations like when you just get nothing out of a ball screen and he just constantly slips and now we the defense is just set up and just waiting there and just watching you it's mm-hmm. 
it does absolutely nothing for Oral Roberts, who needs motion. We need the defense to move so they can take advantage and use their quickness and use some type of misdirection so that their two guys can do the scoring, do the majority of the scoring for the team. I just felt like they just stood around for so much of the of certain sets. Not all the game, but they just stood around for a good bit of time where they could have used those opportunities to score the basketball. Yep. No, I'm with you. It was taking advantage the, of mismatches. That sucks. Yeah. On on the one hand, like getting Oral Roberts to this point was it's something that very, very few people could have been been able to do. That's but true. there were also things that you could have done in that that second half that I think might have helped him. But at the, I think at the same time, he was able to get Max Asmus down. He 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 was able to scheme it so well that he was able to get the nation's leading score against a team that knew the nation's leading score was going to be the <laughs> point of the offense. He scored twenty five points, um, and the only answer was for Arkansas to send two guys at him. Yeah. So like. Well, like, yeah, you're right. It's also, you know, getting to the point that they were at um, took a hell of a hell of a coaching job. So yeah. that was fun. It was a fun run. Oral no, Roberts facts. was a fun team. Um, and shout out to Arkansas, man. Like, they played absolutely great. So, like, they shot the ball well. Tate played great. They just got a big yeah. shot at the end. Like, I was I was impressed with the way they played offensively for sure. Hey, they, hey. And they beat them up in the glass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Devo, Devo Davis, though, like, look, man, if I was an Arkansas fan, Devo Davis would put me in an early grave watching uh. this dude play. On the, one, on the one hand, like, I love everything about the effort that he plays with and the intensity that he plays with and the little things that he does and the fact that he could play. How many minutes did he play? Let me make sure I get this right because I want to be able to give him all the credit. He's like 34, 34 minutes. So he played 34 minutes, yeah, and for the entire right. second half, he was guarding the best player on the other team, 94 feet, right? Yes. He got a bunch of offensive rebounds and kept plays alive. He made some plays defensively that he needed to be able to make. There's a lot of things that he did really, really well, and there's a lot of things about his game that I really, really like. At the same time, that dude leads the country in what the fuck was that moment? He, some of the shots that he took, dude, the, the lob that he tried to throw to a 6-1 point guard? Like, listen, if that shot didn't go in, lay up at the other end. Like, if that shot didn't go in, I'm pretty sure there would be a highlight from some of the stuff he did today. But, like, here's the thing like, he did a lot of things that were really, really good and really, really important and were the reason why Arkansas was able to make that comeback. He also did a lot of things that were the reason why, why, why Arkansas was down. Like, can you imagine if you put Devo Davis and Andre Corbello on the same team? Can you just imagine what yeah. would happen? Andre like, Corbello's a gray hair so waiting. Many highlights and so many dumb plays. Like, it would be unbelievable. It's a, it's a gray hair waiting to happen for coaches, like with Corbello and <laughs> Corbello in general will literally cause you gray hair. So, just the crazy ass passes he makes and decisions that he 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 makes sometimes. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's an amazing pass. And then it's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, because, like, he also had <laughs> the, the game time layup. No, it was the layup that put Arkansas up by one. Like, he was the guy that made that pass. He got he got into a crease in the zone. He was able to find Justin Smith at the rim and, and for the layup and for the bucket. He got that assist. So, it's not all bad. Um, what, what, do you make of, uh, what do you make of this matchup, Arkansas and Baylor in the lead? And then we can go to the other side of the bracket. What do you make of that? Um, 
I don't see Arkansas bullying Baylor. But at this point, man, I can't even count Arkansas anymore. It just you just don't fucking know. I mean, Arkansas has shot the ball really. I don't think they're gonna beat Baylor in my personal opinion, but you just never know. I'm, I still think Baylor has too much firepower for him now. And if Baylor wanted to, they could play a little bit bigger. Their bigs are better than Arkansas's bigs. Arkansas kind of, I feel like they go, they go small because they have to, in a sense, not because like, oh, we need to change it up and pick up the pace for, or we gotta worry about guarding the other team type deal. I kind of feel like they have to because their bigs aren't as usually they're not as uh, capable to keep up with other teams' bigs. So then they have to go small so they can cre- create an advantage. Um, I don't think you'll be able to do that with Baylor at all. There's been teams that are a little bit better in Arkansas that have tried that it just it's not going to work out on them. Now, the thing is, though, with Arkansas, I wonder, like, and how everything is with the touchy-feely thing. I know Baylor's a very physical team, so they can pick up some – I mean, it's very possible that it'll be a closer game than I'm, I'm thinking it will be, but I got Baylor, though. Yeah, my, my big thing is that – um, I think Justin Smith kind of does all of the same things that, that you ask Mark Vidal to do. I think he might just be a little bit better at them, especially on the offensive end of the floor. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think he's a better offensive rebounder. I think he's a better finisher on the basket. I think he's a little bit of a better vertical athlete. So that's going to be a fun matchup. Um, but if you look at all of those other positions, I don't think that, you know, I it depends on, I guess it depends on the matchups for what you get from Jalen Tate, but I don't think he's going to be able to just post up uh, Baylor's guards the way that he was against Max Asmus, um, especially with the kind of ball pressure that Baylor's guards can provide. Like that's what they wanted. That's what Villanova tried to do with Justin Moore, um, and it didn't necessarily work. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I just, I think that the fact that the, the big thing with Arkansas is they're a little bit undisciplined, um, and I don't think that you can do that against Baylor. Like I think that you have to. Like you can't. You can't make mistakes. You can't beat yourself. And there's too many times where Arkansas does things where they beat themselves. But I'll tell you this much, man, that team's going to fight and they're going to scrap. And uh, you're almost you're almost guaranteed. I feel like with Arkansas, you're almost guaranteed to have some kind of a close game. That's just mm-hmm. kind of who they are. And uh, with Justin Smith in the lineup, I think they're, what, 23-2? and two? Um, and some Arkansas fan, the Arkansas fans in the chat can probably correct me if I got that wrong, but there, there's something ridiculous with Justin Smith. All right. Yeah, they will. They will. Let's move on. Let's go to, uh, let's start with Oregon State and Loyola because I think that that's a little bit more interesting than, than Houston pounding Syracuse the way we all expected Houston to pound Syracuse. Yeah. So Loyola got down, uh, got up nine to three with, uh, like, what was it, like 13 minutes into the game and then proceeded to score seven points the rest of the first half. What do you make of the the Ramblers and the end of um, the run for uh, for Loyola? I was shocked. Like, I think the first the first uh, 10 minutes of the game might be one of the worst offensive <laughs> games I've watched. Like, well, I, I don't know. They just didn't make shots. Like, I feel like Loyola just did not have a good shooting night. And Oregon benefit Oregon State benefited off of that. Um, and I really couldn't make much out of it. Like they got the shots they wanted, they just did not make them. Like they and Oregon, I, Oregon State two three kind of played a part in that as well. I mean, I think the I think their their coach did a good job of switching defenses and keeping and keeping uh Loyola on their like you know, keeping them on their toes. But I mean, I didn't see anything too wild from Oregon State to throw 
this Loyola team off. And it just, I mean, they just did not have a good shooting night. And I just, I mean, I, like Williamson I had a, a bunch of wide open threes that he did not knock down. Uh, Keith Clemens had a bunch of shots he just did not knock down. It was, they didn't have any bench scoring tonight, today. I mean, it was just overall, it just was not a good shooting, a good shooting show, show for, for them today. So, I mean, yeah, I mean first that's, they that's, got there. They had their guys. I mean, not all of them were shooting well either, but I mean, shit, like uh, Ethan Thomas played well, like again. And, you know, Lucas made a big jump shot toward the end. Like he shot the ball very well toward the end. So, like, I mean, they got, they had guys make shots at the right time, man, you know? Yeah. For me, the big thing was I think if when Porter Mosier goes back and watches his film, he's probably going to say, you know, we got, we more or less got the shots that we wanted. Right. Like, I don't think he's going to say, like, we, you know, he, he, they got a bunch of open threes against that zone that they probably should hit. And they had some stuff around the room with Crutwig that yeah. um, he probably normally finishes. And uh, there's just, I mean, there's nights where the, like, that happens. Like, I, I hate to go back to the cliche, it's a make or miss game day. But yeah. there's a lot of times where it's just, there's nights when you don't have the shots going down. And hey, I mean, looking at this game, is it, it, that was just by definition, if you watch the game or what it was. I mean, if you watch this team play against other teams that it, it, they played during the tournament, I mean, I'm not saying they shot the ball absolutely lights out tremendous. I mean, you know what they're going to bring defensively, and they brought that defensively today. It's just, you know, they make more shots than they made tonight. And if they're, if this team shoots a little bit better, the game is, I kind of feel like, different. They got a lot of good shots that they just didn't make. And I think honestly, like I think it was a confidence thing because it wasn't just um, it wasn't just threes and it wasn't just uh, finishing around the basket. Like they missed free throws too, guys. Yeah, no, they shot terrible. Missed front ends from the free throw. I think they missed seven free throws, and a bunch of them were were uh, at meaningful points in the game when um, Loyola still had a chance to be able to make a run. It, it was, um, I don't know. I, I thought that Loyola is probably. Uh, not going to we we have look. There's already someone. Look, there's already someone. Oh yeah, there. Rex. What was your analysis yeah. of the game, Rex? Yeah, break it down for me, Rex. Break, tell me, tell me, tell me how Oregon State's uh, switching. Type defense. that out. Really Type that out for us. Boy, was going to do. Break it down for me. Let me know why you thought what adjustments uh, Wayne Tinkle made offensively to be able to to actually operate against that Loyola Chicago defense. Because I have I have thoughts of my own, but I'm going to wait for Rex's analysis. Yeah, um, he seems like he knows. What he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, he definitely knows what he talk, he's talking about. I hope that's not Rex Chapman because if that's actually Rex Chapman, then I'm going to feel like an idiot. <laughs> it's, it's probably not Rex Chapman. It's probably not. Yeah, it's definitely not. What would Rex Chapman be doing in the chat of this stream? Yeah, randomly. Yeah. Is it Rex? yeah. So, um, well do. Yeah, well do. Well, well, I'm I'm waiting on. I'm on. I'm on the edge of my seat, Rex. I'm, I'm waiting for. I cannot wait for this. Uh, this breakdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, they look. Loyola got the shots that they wanted. They didn't. They did not make them. I think that it's 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 really simplistic to say that, uh, but I really do think that that's um, what it was. But look, you got to give all the credit in the world. I thought Ethan Thompson was unbelievable in this game. Yeah, he played well. I mean, freaking uh, what's his name played well as well. Um, I can't even freaking pronounce his name. Uh, Whoa, well, uh, shit! <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is it? Wait, Wait, I can't even pronounce his first name. But like, no, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Alatisha, wow, Alatisha. There we go. That's what I Alatisha, yeah. his first name. He was really but good too. He played solid. Like it was just at the end of the day, bro. Like 
I kind of feel like watching the game. Loyola runs their system. They run the system pretty well. They have they got they have a uh, with catching the ball at the, at the uh, three point line. They space the court really well. They have their guards screening for one another so they can get downhill drives in and off the handoff. And at the end of the day, they they get people, they draw people in, and they kick and gap. I mean, they gap and kick, and they just didn't make shots, man. At the end of the day, they just didn't make the shots that they made in previous games. There was no. And then obviously the zone makes you stand around a little bit more than usual. So there's there was no like a mystery behind the game. I, watching the game, it was just a matter of them making shots or missing shots, especially since Oregon State was in the zone for a good bit of the game. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny, Day? Um, I, I'm pretty sure Rex thought that thinks that we're Jeff Goodman because if you go back and look at what he's saying, like I'm pretty sure he thinks we're Jeff Goodman. Um, if you go back and you look at it, and you look, uh, at you're talking about uh, you, you guys picked this team the last well, time. He, he said, That's usually said, the same thing that you he hear, said. I you can't know. believe Stadium pays Jeff Goodman for this analysis, but like yeah. neither of us are Jeff Goodman. Yeah, I'm not Jeff. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Jeff Goodman right there. That's there. Jeff Goodman right there. That's hey, Jeff, Jeff Goodman right there. Boy, What's up, man? Who, who's ripping on me? Who's ripping on me? Uh, no, someone, someone named Rex. We think it's Rex Chapman, but um, Rex Chapman, Chapman is right. much better looking than this guy, so I, maybe it's not him. What's up, boys? <laughs> nothing much, bro. How was your day, it's, man? How was, how was it? your day? Yeah. Fuck, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old to do this <laughs> back and forth bullshit. Even in the same city, like like normally, like I'm running from city to city. I, I'm like this wore my ass out. Uh, yeah. Fifteen minutes away. You're tired. You're, you're, you're getting old. You're you're you. It's it's this is not in your wheelhouse anymore. Jeff, uh, hey hey day, show them show them the beer you got. Oh, bro, I, I decided to go with uh, the Jeff, Jeff Goodman Oh, you know what? <laughs> Damn, I'm, I'm so excited That's to uh, crack it open. Hold on, I'm, I'm retweeting, and then I'm I'm, I'm in. I, I'm getting Look my blood. Look at you multitasking. so good. Look at you multitasking. Do you guys see what I got? What, what I got? I don't know if you can see this. What does that say? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's hanging over the freezer right there. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I bought it, but it's too small. So I was going to put it on. It's like a, a, an extra large, but it must have shrunk or something. So, like, if I put it on, it you guys would have laughed at me. So I couldn't oh put it on. Gosh. I just put it on the fridge. <laughs> hey, look, Jeff, we're going to laugh at you regardless of the shirt that you have on. So. I, I know, but it's really <laughs> tight. It, it's like a, it looks like a schmedium, you know? It, it'll look like a schmedium, and I can't have that. I can't right, have so- it on. Deshaun losing even more uh, respect for me. No, trust me, you're good. You're always getting my book, John. Always. <laughs> hey, man. look, always. I will. I will have no more slander of Rex on this live stream. He's a big yeah. dog guy. No more slander of Rex. Rex is now my guy. Rex, what's up? Rex what's is up, now. Rex is now. We're, we're, we will only refer to him on this stream as the legend Rex. There we go. I can live with that. <laughs> if he likes one of us, I'm cool. I'm not trying to. Andrew said Goodman is tired from the broad ripple run in Indy. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like But sounds but, like- but there was no running for me today. Actually, <laughs> no, no, there was running at the end through the rain. It's fucking pouring when I came out of Hinkle. So um, I didn't. Norlander warned me. You know, he looks at the weather. He's sitting next to me. I swear he won't even look at me. He's got two masks on. Did you see? Did you see the get up for Norlander? Yeah, I did. No, I did. He's, doing, he's doing a hand sanitizer every three seconds. I'm like, nerdy. Like, come on, man. Like, like, I'm all for being safe, but like, 
take it easy there. Kelly. You're, you're stressing <laughs> me out a little bit right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, there you go. Every out. time I look over, he's doing this shit. I'm like, don't, don't, don't shame this guy. Where <laughs> you get some, where uh, you get some uh, people in here talking about you again. Um, all right, so Goodman, we were uh, we were finishing up a discussion about Loyola and Oregon State, um, just kind of how uh, I don't even remember what we were talking about. That uh, it was <laughs> my, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not even my mind is shot. It was uh, it was more or less that we both thought that um, that Loyola basically got the shots that they would want to get. Like if if when Porter goes back and watches that that tape, he's going to say, okay, like this is what we wanted. We got this shot here. This is the shot that we were looking for. And sometimes your shots just don't go down. And I think it was that that sounds simplistic, but I feel like that's kind of what it ended up being. I feel like all right, and, and Dave, you can answer this more more than either of us. But like, isn't so much of it just about like if you're making your open uncontested shots on that day, and the other team isn't? Like, I, I know there's obviously way more to it than that, but of course, ultimately, that often determines. Who wins the game? Like one team's making uncontested shots, the other team's not. You know, yeah. you go three for eighteen from three. It, it's hard to win a game that way. Very much so. I mean, unless like you're Baylor, unless you're Baylor, Baylor, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah. like they shot twenty one percent from three. Like the game, like you just brought up. Obviously, open shots are very important. The easy baskets, and they didn't get many easy baskets because you know, whenever Oregon State did score, I mean, they're set up in their zone and they have to pass around it and. I mean, they got tons of wide-open shots that he just did not knock down. Williamson had tons of shots he just did not make that he would normally make. And, and he was frustrated. And he, he was frustrated. frustrated. Yeah, exactly. You can see it. They, they held they, – at the end of the game, when the game was legit over, you could see him frustrated walking off the court. The hug that they held, they held a hug for at least a minute and 45 seconds to try to calm him down. Like, it – it it wasn't it it, it it didn't work out tonight. They didn't shoot the ball well. I felt like they got some of the same shots that I see that saw the guys get against Illinois and other teams that they just didn't get. And you know they end up losing the game. Uh, and hey, it is what it is. I mean, Oregon State. Shout out to them. They play. They they won the game. They made shots. But yeah, and and to be clear, like we're I just I, I want people to understand we're not saying that Oregon State shouldn't have won that game. Exactly, yeah. Steven, like the the first thing I I said when we got on here was Ethan Thompson was awesome, and he was unbelievable. He made everything play. And over the course of that game, how many many moments in that game did did Oregon State make a play or make a shot or get an offensive rebound where you're like, like, oh, man, that's a huge play. Like the the three that Lucas hit – um, with like a minute left was a big one to put him up seven. Dude, yeah. Uh, Ada, what, what is it, Alatishi? I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Alatishi. I Alatishi. Get his name right. Alatishi. Yeah, Alatishi. Alatishi. Got a, the offensive rebound and putback he got over Crutwig was an enormous play. And Oregon State probably had a half dozen of those where if something goes out, if something goes a different way in that moment, then the, the game's probably going to be a different outcome. So you have to credit them for that. Like they went out and they won this game. But I just don't think the, – the whole thing about coaching – is you're trying to – and correct me if you think I'm wrong, Dave. It's about creating the shots that you want to be able to get and limiting the other teams to the shots you want them to take, right? Yeah. That's the entire point of the game. Yeah. And I think that when Porter Mosier watches this tape, he's going to be happy with the way that they executed and the shots that they got. Sometimes yeah. they don't go down. Yes, I firmly believe that if they make half of those shots, they win the game. <laughs> so, like, right and it's there. not a knock on Oregon State. Oregon State did what they're supposed to do. When it was time, their turn to make shots, they made the shots. So it, it, that's just the game. But in my opinion, I feel that <laughs> Loyola makes half of those shots, they win this game pretty easily. I just – they got the shots they won. 
Joe, Joe, I just want to shout out Joe. Joe, I'm happy you're in a good mood. Tough day for your uh, for your Wildcats. Yeah, but they were playing with house money. I think every Villanova fan I ran into walking out of uh, of Hanko was just like, you know what? We we did the best we could. We fought with Baylor for you know 30 minutes. Mm. They were right there, and then Davion Mitchell just turned that shit up. He just yeah, 30 minutes. 30 minutes is fair. 30 yep. minutes is definitely fair. Yeah, they yeah. fought. You said I saw Rob a tweet you had, which was uh, you think Davion Mitchell's a top 20 pick in, in, in this draft. You might be right. He, I mean, listen, I'm not even sure he could like couldn't go higher than that in this draft. Like you can't find. There's a big drop off after the top five or six guys. I don't. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how good he is offensively in the league, but but I know he's going to be an elite level defender. And to me, if like a guy like like Andre Roberson can stay in the league as long as he has, why can't Davion Mitchell? Uh, I think I think he'll be better than that, Jeff. I think that I think that he will be good enough offensively. Part of it is because like I, his pull up game is there, right? Like he's got the in between game. Um, he's shooting he finish around the hoop. Three. Yeah, yeah. As I decided, that'd probably yeah. be the most important thing. He's like, the so good at at blowing by people and getting by him off the dribble. Like Dave, we were talking about this before. His his ability to go from like a standstill to top speed is like it's one step and he's there and he's at top speed. Um, and the other part of it is like if you watch all of the film and watch all of the ball screens that he gets put in, like he can make those reads. I think he can play point guard at the NBA level. Like he can he can go right. I was going to ask you, do you think he's a point guard? I I think I don't think that he's, he's a, a guy combo. you want playing full yeah, time. I was going to say because I was going to literally ask good. you to name the point guards and guards you think would be able to go in the draft because it's like tons of guards. Well, th- so here's, here's, here's my take. And, and I, I, that's I, why I wonder curious. where he's at from our conversation about IO yeah. and freaking every other guard. You got two guards in his team that are really talented. So yeah. like, I wonder where he falls at and with Sharif, so all I, these guys. I, I want both of you guys take on this. I think that he will be, I think his floor is Javon Carter. Right. And Javon Carter is a guy who just mm. signed a three year, $11 million deal. Was really good for, was it Memphis? Who did he play for in the bubble? Was it Memphis? No, nah, Suns. Suns. Was it Suns? Suns. Yeah. yeah. He played, he, he was really good in the bubble. I, I haven't, I'm honestly not up to on, on what's going on with the NBA right now. I've been kind of involved with this, but he was really nice. good in the bubble and got a three year, $11 million extension. I think that's yeah. what Davion Mitchell's floor is. Um, I think he's a little bit better than Javon because I think he's a better, um, He's got more upside as like a pure point guard and offensively because of his burst and what, what he can do uh, against um, the spacing of an NBA offense. But I also think like he can – there's a very real possibility that he, he could end up being the next Patrick Beverly. I don't think that that's out of the question. And I think what you're when you're picking somebody in the kind of like the late teens to the early 20s, mm-hmm. if you can get a guy that is someone that will get a second contract in the NBA as a floor to someone that can be like a starter – I don't is is Patrick. Would you call him a, a an all star caliber player? No. Who? Who? Beverly? No. Beverly? Beverly like, not a chance. No chance. All star team? Never. 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 No disrespect to him. I just never had it. A good. Beverly, Beverly's a but, good. He's a good. He's a great. A good starter, right? A good starter. Well, that's what I'm saying. I kind of feel like yeah. Beverly's is an amazing, amazing defensive like right. role player. Like he yes. does his job better yes. than anybody. Right. So, and I can see him at being at six two. He can definitely do that. I think he could do a little bit more offensively. Um, so I don't know. Just, is it the issue with, with me and him with as far as like his game? I just wonder how he translates in the point guard spot. I mean, because if I look at if I compare him to like you say this, the 
the ceiling is like Beverly. I mean, looking at Beverly's game, they, they put him in the corner a good bit, and he's not really the point guard on the floor. He guards the point guard, but he's usually on this team, like not he's not even the point guard on the team as far as running the offense and setting up offense and setting up plays and everything like that. It's more of like, you know, he's a catch-and-shoot guy for his team, where I feel like Davion needs the ball in his hand, and he can do a little bit more offensively yep. in this in that setting. I don't know. In the NBA setting, maybe differently, but – Looking at his game be a right second now. Unit. I think yeah, he'll be right. a second unit guy that if he shoots it well enough, right, you can you can play him at either yeah. spot. If he doesn't, then he's just the defensive yeah. he's a guy comes in and, and is kind of a you know, to me, a specialist as a defender. Yep. All right, let's move on to Houston and Syracuse. Uh Goodman, you were at that game. You were was that that one was at Hinkle, right? You were at that Hinkle. Was the last game. Yeah, yeah. It was the last game of the night. And uh, it, it was honestly, it was the worst of the four. It was yeah. much more the worst of the four. You, yeah. you never thought Syracuse had a chance. You know, they went down early. They caught up. You know, they they pulled up and, and made it like twenty to twenty. And after that, it, it, it was never in doubt. I mean, Buddy couldn't make shots from deep. He made one, I think, of, of nine from three. Dolage kept picking up fouls. They were just outmatched in the in the toughness department. Uh, and uh, in the athleticism department, frankly, like it just, it, it was a mismatch. It was a mismatch to right. be honest. from start to finish. Yeah. I mean, geez, like yeah. they, at one point, I think they said Syracuse was shooting uh 13 for 45 or 46. Like really? it was like, like pretty yeah. bad. They, they couldn't make any threes. They couldn't make shots. And Houston, like, kind of like would, after they missed, just ran the ball down their throat and got buckets. And then if they did get back in the two three, like Goran, I mean, gee, he was dunking in the zone. Like, yeah, was like, like, yeah, like those it was dudes hard, are man. men. They, yeah, they don't have any right. length. They don't have any length to them. But damn, do they fight you? They tough. They're tough as hell. I'm. Yeah. I'm curious. I just wanted to before. Actually, no. I'll, I'll ask this question later. Go ahead, Rob. I'd rather ask this question later. I kind of felt no. Like I, I was I was just gonna say that um, it was it was nice to see Dejan Giroux be able to get out there and really contribute because I think that he's a guy that can he does a lot of things for this team. Yeah, uh, and I think that uh, knowing what like I don't know exactly how much pain that he's in, but that's he, what I was like, gonna ask you. But like I I think that he is like you I don't I don't think he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy. He's the kind of kid yeah, that exactly. is going to That's come out here and like just try to try to make make it seem like he's hurt to try to like score points or make himself yeah. seem cool. Like he was cramping he, up too, I think. I think he was yeah. cramping up. You saw him grabbing like on. his leg yep. and stuff yeah. like that. And that's what I was curious because I don't know much. Like I, I've had my slew of injuries in my life, uh, but I don't really know too much of <laughs> shut up. I don't really know too much about hit pointers though. So and it seems like it's very like painful and it just it it's I'm curious. Have you ever taken like a knee to the thigh? And you know when you get those yeah, like contusions, like yeah, like those deep bruises and those deep knots in your thigh. Yeah. Imagine imagine that, but kind of like but in your hip instead of on your thigh. Like that's kind of what it's like. All right. And so this just, is just like a bone bruise or a contusion type deal. It's just, it's just the kind of thing where it's really sore right on a joint. So every time All you right, take cool, a step cool, and every cool. time you move and every time you swing that leg, it's just kind of like there's pain there. And you that's know it's that's not scary, he was and good he, doing the lane tonight. He oh, didn't look like man, he, he was so good. And that's you what I'm saying. He, I, that's how talented he is. But I, that's what I was – the question was, I was just wondering, like, I know it's important to win, and I just wonder, like, for his health, 
more or less like is this going to like damage anything because i don't know anything i'm not a doctor i don't know anything about hit pointers at all so i just wonder like i feel like they were going to beat the brakes off of syracuse and once the game started they beat the brakes off of syracuse so like like why was he even out there <laughs> like i don't see yeah, that I didn't, you're, I didn't, playing, you're playing for each game at this point you're just I, you're, I afraid of, you're you're just trying to get that next win and then you're yeah. worried about can he play or can he play? I think at this point, and, and, that's what I was and, and and yeah, Dave. The, I don't think this is the kind of thing where it's like playing more on it is going to make it worse. Make it make worse. It that's what I was asking. That's more it's or less just, what I was wondering. It, you, it's just the kind of thing you're going to have to deal with for a while and play through it. Maybe you know, take take a couple extra Tylenol before the game and get out there and see what you can do. Um, All right, cool, cool. Goodman. I also I also want to shout out, and I know you'll appreciate this one. I want to shout out Quentin Grimes and the improvement oh, that he made. Facts. We've we've had him oh. on the uh, on, on on the stadium show that we do. Um, and the, the kid, like, flaming out at Kansas the way that he did, not going one and done when he expected to go one and done. Like, that's the kind of thing that can that can break a lot of players. And it has not. He got in the gym. He worked yeah. his ass off. He's become a really good three-point shooter. He's playing at an All-American level. He's probably the best scorer on a team. That is – I mean, let's be frank. They got to beat the team that finished fifth in the Pac-12 to get to the Final Four. That's how close they are. Amazing. Right. Yeah, that's what stands between them and the Final Four. Crazy. And mm-hmm. the other part that Quentin Grimes is, he's a good sport because, uh, Dave, we, we, we made him uh, – he's got a, a half-brother who plays in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and we asked him some – Are you serious? Let me replay it for you. It, it's, right. it's hilarious. We hit him with some, some hockey questions. He knows nothing about hockey, like zero, right? What did I ask him? What was one of the questions, Rob? I, I, it, it was basically like, okay, what do you call that black thing that they play with? And it's the puck. And he was like, I don't know. I don't want to watch my brother stuff, bro. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> hey, you know so a lot funny. about hockey. Come on. Tons, tons. Tons, tons. Hey, no, look, he's from, he's from Newark, man. He's from the home of the devil. I don't know anything about hockey. Yeah, that was, they were in West Orange when I was like in school, and then when I left, they moved down to the to Newark. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't make I didn't make many uh, New Jersey Devil games. All right, let's talk a little bit about this Houston Oregon State matchup, um, and then we can discuss briefly. We can we can go over the matchups for tomorrow. We'll just I think we both just we all just give our picks and then we call it a wrap because we can go into that more in depth tomorrow, Goodman. So, um, Houston, Oregon State, what do you got coming up? How do you feel about this matchup? What do you like? I mean, Day one, to go to like Houston. I mean, honestly, is anybody yeah. really picking Oregon State? I mean, yeah. not even picking today, though, but but Loyola was different. I, I just feel like Loyola was different. As somebody said, I can't remember who said it, they're like, even the, the, the sister gene factor feels like gave him like two more points. Like, like just by having sister gene, everyone's like, well, they're so much better. And it's like the dumbest thing ever. Like, I said it all year, like, Loyola beat one team worth the shit in the regular season, and that was Drake. And they didn't even have their best player for two of the uh, of the wins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, they were great in this tournament so far. They were terrific. They dismantled Illinois, had a great game plan. But, you know, why were they seven points better in Vegas than Oregon State? I, I don't know the answer to that. I, th- I think – I don't think that it was wrong. Um where the line was. I think oh, that it was Rob. No, I, th- I think that it was, it got a little bit overinflated um, because the, the game was, uh, was going to be a low scoring game. Um, but I, I mean, I, I think that Loyola, 
I mean, they were so good defensively, man. Like, I don't think that you can really. Right. Uh, Ken Palm is why. That's what Andrew said. No, Andrew, no, no. Ken it's, Palm. it's not. It's Ken not Palm. just. It's not Kenny just Palm. Ken Palm, but it's it's like if you're if we're going to talk about what teams lost to, like, go look at who Oregon State lost to this year. It's not like they. It's not like they lost all, to all these great sure. teams. But they were really good the last month. Really good. They, they, they've been great the last month, and Loyola Chicago just beat Illinois by thirteen in a game that wasn't even close. So I oh, mean, yeah. I, well, that's I, why I just, the tied too. I, think. I don't want to overreact to one result on a game where all three of us are basically saying like Loyola had some good shots and. Um, and didn't make them. And Joe, yeah, I did call saying, the under. I did call the under. Was I was, I was, I was fucking sweating that under so bad, Goodman. I thought, really? sure, I thought for sure. Yeah, the total was one twenty four and a half, and ended at one twenty three. Okay. I thought for sure that, that like, yeah. So or, Loyola, Loyola had a half court shot. The the lefty, Woj, the the Wojcik kid, had a yeah. half court shot, like mm-hmm. bounce off the rim that would have would have put the really? total. Over. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. There's like, no I, was, I didn't even see the end because I was busy taking video of the Tinkle Clan. Um, oh, they were going nuts. Yeah, they were good. They were funny. The, the the daughter, one of the daughters, is is. She was absolutely uh, entertaining as hell at the end. So it's always fun for me to watch that. Like, and, and this year you kind of have to, we don't have any access. Obviously we're not weighed down low. So you really want to try to get like, all right, what family member at the end of a close game, can you get close to one of the family members? I think that's the most entertaining thing you're getting right now. Yep. Yeah. For all us, right. For Jeff, Todd, Todd has a message for us. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's if, do if, it. Todd, if Todd's telling us to do it, we got to do it. All right, Todd. Todd, Todd, we, Todd we, got you. we got you covered. When Todd tells us to do something, are. we do it. All right. Let's start with uh, – let's just start from the top of the bracket and go down. So, Creighton, Creighton Gonzaga, real quick, give me your uh, your 30-second thoughts. Day, I want you to start. I have Creighton giving Gonzaga some issues tomorrow. I feel like Marcus Zagorowski is going to go out there and do what he needs to do. I feel like Denzel Mahoney is going to go out there and cause some issues. I see Rob turning his head left to right. That only makes me feel more confident in what I'm saying. (laughs) Todd's laughing. Everybody's against what I'm saying, but I don't care. I really just love what Creighton does as a team. And I think they've they've had some uh, issues – Early, but I feel like they're fighting through them, and they they can use those issues to turn that uh, turn this win and make it this make this one special. So I got Creighton. Day knows what he's talking about. That, that I'm, I'm behind you, Day. I, I think it's going to be a game. Yes. Uh, I don't know At if we're calling the upset. I'm not sure I'm calling the upset, but um, I like the points for sure in that one. Thirteen and a half <laughs> points. And uh, I, listen, the point guard matchup. It, it's going to be really, really important. Uh, Zagorowski against a young, young freshman in Jalen Suggs in a big moment. My biggest concern is that the things that Creighton wants to do <laughs> play directly into the hands of what Gonzaga wants to do, right? And I don't think that you can beat Gonzaga at their game, which is what I think Creighton will do. I, I, was it was it Gottlieb Goodman that came on here and called Creighton Gonzaga light? Yeah, yep. Um, or maybe it was Dyke, whatever, Dyke Gonzaga or something like that. But so, so what I think that Creighton should do, I don't know if they will do this, but what they should do is take the air out of the ball, try to turn it into a 60 possession game and hope that you have one of those nights where you make 14 out of 28 from three. And I think that's the best way to go about it. I mean, we saw the most competitive game that Gonzaga played uh, before they got to their conference tournament was – 
It was probably the game when Jalen Suggs got hurt against West Virginia. But beyond that, it was against St. Mary's. And what St. Mary's did was they went, they, they slowed everything down. They took 25 per, uh, seconds off of every shot clock. They put everybody into ball screens, and then they tried to, to win that way. They faded the offensive glass, and they just said, okay, if we don't make our first shot, then you can have the ball, but you're not getting the layup at the other end of the floor. So Who's I don't know if they will do that, but I think that's what they need to do. Who's the X factor for that um, game? Your, your, your guy, Denzel Mahoney. Exactly. That's what I said. And I feel like Denzel's going to go against your boy Kesper. I feel like this will be mm-hmm. an amazing moment for Denzel Mahoney. Well, I think the problem is the problem is there's no answer for Drew Timmy. That that always yes, that's a, the biggest problem for Gonzaga. Like yeah. that, that that's that's why I don't think Creighton can win the game. I think they can play with them. Mm-hmm. I think the only way you beat them is somehow getting Timmy in foul trouble. And I don't know how you do that. It's a strange scenario because Christian Bishop isn't going to put any pressure on Timmy on the offensive end in the post. And then it's going to be, it's going to be a handful to have to guard Timmy in the post as well for Christian. The only thing I could think of is just running Timmy around into those ball screens and just getting out and, and, well, yeah, that's, that's, and get those guys, like I feel like that's the best bet for those guys. I, I think I mean, what you want to try to do is is put them into ball screen after ball screen after ball screen and see if you can't, you know, hope that they play drop. See if you can't turn the corner and go at them and pick mm-hmm. up a couple quick fouls if you're Zagorowski. That's the kind. Of, that's that's what I think that they should try to do. Um, but I don't know if that's what is actually is going to end up happening. Um, yeah. All right, so let's move on. We have Oregon USC. Uh, Goodman, I'm going to give, let you do the honors of this one first. Um, you know, I, I think USC is super talented with the Mobleys, but I just I think it's close enough. I'm going to go with the coaching uh, matchup here, and I trust Dana Altman in these situations. Dana Altman is mm-hmm. he's he's elite level. If you look at in the NCAA tournament and and in like February. His record is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And and they've had to kind of reinvent themselves a little bit this year. You know, this isn't um, you know, this isn't your typical Dan Altman team. He doesn't really have a rim protector. He's had to go small, so I think it's taken a little while. And he just got Will Richardson back, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, they've only had him for about a month or so. So I think they're hitting their stride. And I I don't think you're gonna see another performance of, of Evan Mobley like the last one. What? Really? Or Isaiah, Isaiah, yeah, Isaiah, yeah, Isaiah, yeah, yeah. I was caught off guard. I was like, "Good man." Yeah, every Moby's going to be just fine. Isaiah is not going to play like five threes. I'm, I'm with you. Um, the concern I have is that I do think the Mobleys are like all, all Oregon wants to do is space you out and try to attack the mismatches and, and find, find where they can win one on one. It's very like. They went from a like a swing heavy offense to something that's very kind of NBA esque in the sense that they're they really just try to put five guys on the floor that can play on a perimeter and attack a mismatch. And you can do that when Luca Garza is one of the guys that's trying to guard on the perimeter. I don't know if that's necessarily going to work against Isaiah and Evan Mobley because I think that they're that's pretty Mobley. good at being able to move their feet. But yeah. it's also yeah. like that's also something that can be exploitable. Um, and at the end of the day. In a game where I think both of the teams are even, um, Oregon's getting points, and like Jeff said, they got the better coach. So that's kind of where I, uh, I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna lead. And yes, Joe Rex, guys, I know 
that USC blew the yeah, doors Richardson off Oregon. Had just come back, Richardson. It's a different Oregon team right now. It is. Yes. It's a I, I agree with that, and and I also think that it was. Um, I think that was the first real test that Oregon got coming out of their COVID pause. Um, but regardless, like tournament time, when it comes down to it, I, I do think that coaching matters, and uh, I, I will. I do think that Oregon's going to win. Day, where are you on that game? I kind of was with you until you just switched to Oregon. Uh, I think that the difference between uh, what do you call it, Iowa and a USC, is the fact that those bigs are a little bit more mobile. And what do you call small ball again, Rob? It's not small ball; it's called something else. It's like uh, skill ball. Skill ball. Skill there ball. you go. And it's Oregon, ball. it's not small ball. Skill ball. And Oregon ha- does a great job at skill ball, but. Skill ball doesn't really work when you have a a big that can actually slide and stay in front of you. I feel like the uh, mobiles won't be that much of a defensive liability guarding Oregon. And once you turn to the other end, their style of play it, it, it gets right to them. And I feel like the way the way they play in the offensive glass against a team around the same size as Oregon with the Kansas, I don't see I don't foresee them having too much of an issue beating Oregon. Yeah. All right, let's uh, move on to the next game, which is probably the most interesting one, the one that I'm the most excited uh-huh. to see. Uh, the, why the, the one that everybody in this chat is going to want to hear us talk uh, about. Florida State, Michigan. I thought you were talking about UCLA, Alabama for a minute. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Like, no. You know, like, there's, like, there's like six people in LA and then like NATO's family. Like, those are the yeah. people who actually care about that game. Yeah. So, disrespect so, Mick. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan and Florida Max, State. Max. Uh, I'm gonna day. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one on you first. I'm gonna put the pressure on you. You got to make the decision. There's all these Michigan fans in the chat right now. I you don't have to worry about it because I'm 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 with them. I'm with Michigan. <laughs> I'm with Michigan. Um, I know that it's um, pretty easy to not pretty easy. I I, I know what Florida State is gonna do, and I understand that Coach Hamilton's an amazing coach. But, like, those guys are going to be the ones on the floor. And at the end of the day, I don't see what they're going to be able to do to match up with Hunter Dickinson. I just don't see, like, at – there's I watched him play against guys as big as him, smaller than him, and he's found a way to be an absolute beast. And I just can't foresee them doing it. Now, can they get the ball out of his hands if they – you know, they're doubling and things like that nature when he catches the ball at the block. Yeah, but ceiling and catch it like I feel like Hunter Dickinson and and uh Franz are more than enough to get by FSU. I just I, I can't I know they switch, I know they can create they, they do a great job of being in the help defense because they're a very good help defensive team. Um, but I just feel like they don't have enough for those guys. I, I think it's gonna come down to Juwan's game plan. Right, I'm I'm very very interested to see how he's going to attack this thing, and um, I think a lot of it's going to have to be um, getting getting Hunter and, and Mike Smith into ball screens and trying to slip those screens, trying to find ways to be able to get Hunter some post seals once he gets those switches, uh, trying to allow Franz to be a little bit more of a playmaker because he's got the size. I think that Mike Smith is going to have issues dealing with some size. of that length. That's, that's so what the thing that worries me. It's more or less what Mike Smith does and and yeah. and how he reacts to that size because they 
they're going to pick up. They're going to sag. They're going to pick on him in a sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the big concern that I have is the length that Florida State's going to be able to throw at, at Mike Smith at the point. And, and like, here's the thing. Like, Balsa is able to switch, right? Even, even the seven-footer Balsa is able to get out and guard point guards. And it's not like there isn't size everywhere else. Like, yes, Hunter Dickinson is going to be able to overpower just about anybody else on the Florida State roster. But, like, Raekwon Gray is a 6'9 and 260, right? Scotty Barnes is 6'8 with a 7'3 wingspan. So it's not like it's going to be automatic layups every single time he gets it as if it would be a 6'4 dude down there in the post. So yeah. um, it's yeah. – well, My bad, my bad, my bad. No, I was gonna, the last thing that I was going to say is that the, the way that Florida State's defense works is it takes you out of what you want. Like the, the entire reason Ham runs this stuff is to take away you being able to run offense to get shots, you being able to scheme shots, you being able to get shots out of your set. And they're, he's daring you to try to beat them one-on-one. And he's saying, any one of my five guys will be able to guard any one of your five guys one-on-one in isolation. That's what he wants you to try to do is to beat them one-on-one. He's saying we're better. Um I don't know who on Michigan can win those one-on-one matchups. I, I know Florida State isn't as good defensively as, as they've been in the past. I just don't like where who wins. Like that—that's my big concern. Like where where do you win those matchups if you're Michigan? And the the thing I kind of look at is well, one it's funny they just said Franz. Franz is going to be the X factor, obviously, for the game. It's just he, it is what it is. But when you play against teams that switch a ton and they're Long, longer teams around the same size guys. I mean, it 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 sounds like it sounds good to say like, all right, cool, these guys will be able to switch. But you're often creating tons of mismatches. And granted, they use these switching defenses to get you out of your offense. When you have somebody that's physically bigger than most of the guys out there, like I hope that the seven footer switches out to 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 Mike Smith. Mm-hmm. Like I hope that happens so that they can rotate the ball and get the ball to Hunter Dickinson. I, or high low it to hundred days or that's exactly the thing. That's and I'm yeah. sure that's the thing. It's just like when you play against these teams that that do, do these, these what do we teams. got? Goodman's making the call. What's he got? What do we got there? Oh, we got the Michigan hat. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Like Michigan. No, no, the Michigan hat is gone. Oh, he's just taking the Florida State, baby. I'm the thinking the Seminoles. Set up the setup. The length, the athleticism is going to be too much for Mike Smith to handle. He couldn't handle LSU. <laughs> couldn't handle that athleticism, Man. that length. How's he going to handle Florida State? LSU is uber athleticism, though. In comparison, I feel Florida State has good athleticism. They got good athleticism, and, and they can shoot it, and and they're well coached. And I don't think. Where's the pizza at? Yeah. Where, where's the pizza yeah. at? Good call. We got another mention. We got another mention. Whoever wins this game is not getting by Bama and Jelly Fam JQ. Todd. Thank you, my man. <laughs> hey, good one. We find your fan. We're going to have – we're going to have Rob. You're going to be butthurt if Michigan gets by FSU and then just gets through Bama. No, I, I, think- I want I, I want Michigan to win. I, I want mm-hmm. Michigan to win this game because I want to see them. I want to see the, uh, them go up against Alabama because I think that's a fascinating contrast of styles. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun to see that matchup. Um, but yeah, I do think I do think Alabama ends up getting out of the region, uh, and that's mostly just because, like if if Livers was there, I think that Michigan would probably end up winning that game. But without Livers, like it's that's that's a difference maker. 
that's a game changer. So, um, all right, last one. We have Alabama and UCLA. Uh, I w- I'm going to let you go first, Dave, because Goodman is put- – oh, dude, don't put the pizza in the microwave. you got to put it's it in the oven. No, got to put it in the microwave. Oh, gotta- it's quick, instant. Yeah, I got to get it heated up here, man. You got to put it. No, you put it in the. Oh, oh. No, it's gonna it's get not. all soggy. No, you don't put. You don't reheat pizza in the microwave. Whatever. Listen, listen. Hungry. I'm tired. Goodman, Goodman they want to know. They want to know how good the pizza is. They they want a rating for the pizza. What do you got? Oh my gosh! Sounds like oh, my guy. Eight point. Seven point five. Seven point five. Oh man. Whatever, See, look, look. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, Rex. What do you want? Listen, you zap it in the, in the oven. Come zap on, it. zap it, zap it, good man. You're good, bro. Zap the pizza. It's right. Alive, Come on, man. Good. What am I? I'm some high class dude. I just gotta get. I got. I gotta get the pizza in my stomach here. They want you to be Rachel Ray, bro. They want you to be Rachel Ray. Hold on, four hundred. You know what you could do? Just put it in, put it in the toaster, put it on toast, and let it do that. That'll make it go quicker. But you can't put it in the microwave; it gets soggy. Everybody knows this. That's ridiculous. Stop the toaster. Stop the toaster. No, my twenty seconds, fifteen seconds, you're fine. You're good, man. Exactly. Fucking space. Let's not let's not get out of control. Silver <laughs> spoon That's what he is. <laughs> Good, the, the entire chat is like, you gotta use the oven. There's no patience. This is a rookie move from Good. Yeah, yeah they're killing they're killing us. Rightfully so. Thank you. Thank everybody it. in the chat. Thank you guys. I stand by it. I don't care. <laughs> All right. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. All right, real quick, let's do Alabama UCLA and get the hell out of here. It's getting late. Bama. Bama, 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 Bama. Yeah, I can't a couple see. quick questions. What would I do in the Texas job? Come on. Come on. Rob, <laughs> Rob, what no. am I going to do in the Texas job? Good, there's there's no, no job that Goodman wouldn't hire Chris Beard for. Absolutely none. Oh, yeah. I give him a blank check for this one, though. For Texas, <laughs> you fill in the number. It doesn't matter. We have to have you. We have to have you. Uh, Indiana. I do think Porter Moser would be. Um, See, Rex, Rex knows his shit. I told you guys. Rex, you, you, I guys, don't you, have guys doubted Rex. you guys doubted Rex. Rex. I didn't doubt Rex. I didn't but doubt Rex, first and it's foremost. It's fine right now. You know what I got on it? I got some Hamburg, some jalapenos, some banana peppers. Oh, not That's bad. Not bad. Choice. Yeah. That's not bad. It's not, not going to make the pizza what it was when it first came out of the oven. It's, just, it's, it's not, not bad. It's not hey, going to be what it was. What time is it? It's 124. I mean, come on, man. It tastes great. Joe Weezy. Joe Weezy could play in the league if he can defend a little bit better and make shots. Yeah. I mean, we've seen other players go into the NBA and shoot the absolute lights out. So Joe Weezy has an opportunity if somebody likes him to do so. Hey, this is this is who I would hire in Indiana. I would get players. I would cheat my balls off and I would get players. <laughs> That's all we were talking about is ethics and uh, morals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to get players. I'm going to get players and just let them play. I'm going to roll the ball out. That'll, that definitely won't be the case. Come on. I think I, I see you I see you as a tactical guy. I don't know why. I just That's feel like you, you would portray it as you're rolling the balls out, but you have an entire scheme. Put I'm going to steal somebody. No, no. He would, Google would not have a scheme. He would hire somebody. Oh, yeah. Of course. I would. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. <laughs> He gets it. He would hire somebody to have a scheme. Uh, <laughs> all right, this is this this has been fun. Um, I, I think we're going to do this again tomorrow because why the fuck not? 
Exactly. I'll do it again tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to make it to four games. Can Rex show back up, though? Can Rex come back? Yeah, Rex. Rex, we'll see you tomorrow. Todd, we'll see you tomorrow. Joe. Everybody be back tomorrow. Maybe they'll wait a little bit longer for me tomorrow. I mean, what what is this shit? (laughs) (laughs) We had to get it going, man. We had to get it going, coach. Damn. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow.